Welcome to the biggest solution in the universe. I'm Maddox. With me is Dick Masterson. Hey, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Welcome back to another bonus episode. You guys, thanks for supporting this show. Thank you, guys. The bonus episode, the response has been overwhelming. You guys loved it. And, you know, if you really like the show, tell a friend, spread the word, buy this for your friends, buy this for your enemies, buy this for people who may have, you know, maybe have never even heard anything before, and they're going to get that expensive surgery to hear for the first time, let this be the first thing they hear. Yeah. No, those inspiring videos, the cochlear implants Uh on YouTube, this should be the, that intro song is the first thing that you want to hear when you get the gift of hearing for the first time. Agreed. I mean, whether your friends hate podcasts or love them, I feel like this is an appropriate gift. Right. Yeah. So, Dick, we have solutions to talk about for the first time. The winner of the solutions, I guess. And I'm using only your phrasing of this. I don't think that it's Fine. a contest. It's never been a contest. <laughs> okay. Okay? Well, who and I'm won? not just saying that. Who won? We Nobody won because it's not a contest. It doesn't make sense to say it's okay. a contest. Who got more points than the other person? The most votes got nuclear power. No <laughs> <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> okay. Hey. I thought I lost. Really? I won with nuclear power? You didn't win. You got more votes. Your your solution got more votes. Big deal. Wow. Uh, I got eaten up on the comments on that one, too. Everybody said I should have done more research. Yes, you should have. You should have, Dick, because nuclear fusion is potentially a solution, not nuclear fission. uh, Wait, 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 wait. What? What's your problem with my solution? Your solution is was nuclear power. No, nuclear fusion. I didn't say nuclear fusion. I said nuclear power. Yeah, Whatever you, you got, I'll take. But That's then you the sp- solution. But then you spent 35 minutes talking about nuclear fusion or fission. That's a great that's a great... That's all I had time for. I had great. 15 minutes, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, except you went on for 35. <laughs> then came kicking ass. <laughs> kicking ass was neck and neck for a long time. Really? Yeah, it neck was. and neck with what? With your nuclear horseshit. Oh, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then came meat with 666 votes. Okay. Yeah, Mark of the Beast, baby. Yeah. And then your bullshit <sighs> surge pricing got trounced yeah. in the voting. I saw that. I went pretty far in the red on that one. Yeah, you did. I got some comments for you. Tim Johns of uh, Farmdale says, The highlight of this episode for me is when Maddox told the story of his father pulling the shirt over the 22-year-old guy's head and pounding the shit out of him. Yeah, it was pretty that cool. was a pretty good moment. Uh, speaking of speaking of things that I screwed up on, that the hot sauce challenge, big loss. Yeah, buddy, it was so funny, man. You you blew it on that. Yeah. Well, Serena Serena Cochina says it sounded like Maddox's hot sauce finally sent Dick into puberty. Congrats to both of you. I got a comment from Michael Angelo Gedek. He says surge pricing was the leaving your fly open of solutions. Okay. <laughs> what was that guy's name? Uh, Michael Angelo Gedek. Fuck you, Michael. Uh, here's one from uh, Innerant Hats. I don't think that's a real name. Gotta see. Gotta say, I'm with Dick here. Fear of nuclear energy is the Ebola alarmism of the energy world. He goes on to say, check this out: that ash released from a coal plant during normal operations is 100 times more radioactive than a nuclear power plant. Well, what, no, no, no. What? Let me let me explain it because I read the article that you linked to. It's yeah. a scientific Scientific American article, first of all. So it's not like my usual articles that I bring in all from right. uh, I don't know uh, a modern. So so there's so coal has trace amounts of radioactive materials in it, right? Yeah, everything does. But when we're burning so much of it, 
the amount of radioactive ash in the air is 100 times more than the uh, than the byproducts of a nuclear power plant. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, but but the byproducts of the nuclear power plant isn't what alarmists are worried about. They're worried about the meltdown. That's not a byproduct. That just destroys the environment and the state and the and the, and the city potentially. Well, the city potentially for for sure, but not not the state. Well, but that's what people are actually worried about, not the fallout. Okay, that sounds alarmist to me. Sean <laughs> Coral also sent me an email about an actual nuclear powered cargo ship. Remember, I said that would solve the car pollution. Yeah, yeah. He said that the uh, the Navy has one, the Savannah. That was pretty cool. And that the Westinghouse nuclear power plant, the AP-1000, is meltdown-proof. So thank you, Sean Coral. Meltdown-proof? Meltdown-proof, dude. He said it in an email. You know it's true. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, real meltdown-proof. Uh, I got a number of people in the comments commenting about how, now that we're doing the biggest solution, <laughs> Jericho Slade says... The final solution, find out next time. So he said, essentially, we're trying to find the final solution here. Oh, that's what we're looking for? <laughs> I guess. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. I got a, I got a fun comment for you. It's Great. from Kevin Ward. And he says, uh, we've talked about Dark Souls on this podcast before. Yeah. Dark Souls left me with extremely high expectations for all video games and has tainted the enjoyment of every RPG since. I really want to know how Maddox plays Dark Souls 2. Uh, I'll tell you how he plays Dark Souls 2. First of all, he spends 45 minutes in the inventory. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what he's doing. He's just shifting it around. Right, that's what and, you do in the game, dick. <laughs> it's all inventory shuffling. That's what you do. And then a little message pops up saying somebody wants to fight, and he immediately gets killed by, like, a red guy. Fuck you, that's fucking bullshit! <laughs> dick, that is slander. I will sue you. <laughs> I will sue you in court. You better check your inbox for a letter from my lawyer, buddy. Cease and desist. Uh, that's what I heard. Yeah, fuck you. That's bullshit, man. Uh, so, look, guys. Dark Souls 2, first of all, isn't an RPG. I don't consider it an RPG. It's action RPG, if if anything. Uh, you just go around with giant fucking swords, and the game is brutally difficult. It turns away so many people because they can't even get past the first level, or in some cases, not even past the first enemy. I dated someone one time, couldn't even pass the first guy, the first enemy in the <laughs> Man, game. I'm sorry, you dated someone who couldn't even pass the first level in the game? Yeah, so we broke up. You make these girls like video games? Yeah, what do you know? I, I let them, I don't make them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I got one from Oliver Elmady. Uh, I guess I should be thanking Dick for surge pricing this show into existence. Uh, ironic that surge pricing got its ass kicked on the solutions list when this very episode is kind of a surge price. <laughs> okay, Dick, it's not. Uh, first of all, there's no surge. It's not a surge. Look, there's a difference between surge pricing and pricing. What we're doing is just pricing. Surge pricing is when there is an excess demand for something and you increase the price for it. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Okay, I got, uh, I, got, I got some voicemail. Great. You want to hear some? No. <laughs> Let's hear it. I think you'll like this one. All right. Hey, this is the guy who called in and thought, uh, you know, Dick with 2004 Maddox. Dick, I'm sorry that I thought you were 2004 Maddox. Apology accepted. Maddox, this part is kind of for you. And I know you like to hear stuff from the young viewers. No. So he's not entirely allowed because, but he has a message for Dick. F word you, Dick. F word you, Dick. Oh, lame, dude. That does sound like your fan. <laughs> a big pussy. No, I'm pretty sure he hates me. Yeah. Hey, this is James Washington. And uh Oh, oh, and, and Maddox, you uh like twenty episodes ago, it was a lot it was like in the early days of the podcast, 
You said that you used to make your own porn using Mario Paint. Yeah. That you would recreate one of these pictures. It's great. And post it on the site. Sure. You haven't done that. Well. And you should. No. Because I'm not going to be self-fulfilled until I see on a Mario and Luigi deep peeing some chick in a picture of Maddox made. Yeah. Which, Gross, uh, dude. Listen, yeah. There, there's you know? nothing I want to do less in my life than to give you a boner. <laughs> I can't think of a single thing I'd rather do less than to give that man an erection. And uh, I will not, I will not, I repeat, post that shit on the website just because he wants to get off to it. No way. Okay, no fucking that's, way. that's fair. Yeah. That's a fair, that's a fair explanation. Yeah. Is that, uh, is that all you got yeah, for voicemail? Yeah, that's the voicemails I got. Well, Dick, I have a voicemail from a listener. His name's Angelo. Okay. And it's not, it's not actually a voicemail. It's, it's a video that he recorded. So Angelo records these videos of his mom. And some of them have gone cool. really viral on the internet. He, she even did a video with, uh, with Tim and Eric from the Tim and Eric show. Oh, right? wow. Yeah. What Pretty, did she do with Tim and Eric? She did a cooking contest and definitely was not in on the bit. So okay. she took it really seriously <laughs> and I think got offended. Oh. But she's, she's the type of person, she gets offended pretty easily. Oh, great. Uh, well, All I wouldn't right. even say pretty easily because she's a fan of my stuff, I think. Yeah. But, Dick... Angelo played her the video of you on Dr. Phil. Okay. Right? And so here's some excerpts from the video of her watching you on Dr. Phil. Oh, here's, I can't wait. Yeah. Here's what she has to say. Here's, here's what she starts out with. Women should not be allowed to vote. It's ridiculous. Oh, shut up. You jackass. Yeah, Dick. You jackass. You jackass. Yeah, she didn't like that at all. Here's what she says. Mrs. Jackass, you cannot live without the woman. Try to live by yourself. Not only that, and woman gives the best baby. I hate him. I hate him. Take this jerk out of my face. Who is he? Yeah. She who am I? You. I'm on TV, and you're not, baby. Whoa. That's who I am. Hey, she's been on uh, with Tim and Eric, dude. I take Tim and Eric over Dr. Phil oh, any day. Yeah, so so she said this is a guy's mom, and he's just yeah. playing her my clips from Dr. Phil, and then recording the outrage. Oh yeah, it goes on, man. She has so many messages for you. Listen to this. Yeah, well, Maddox, I don't know what kind of friend this is you have, but I can tell you this guy is a jerk. Yeah. What? A jerk. I'm a jerk. Yeah. Is this what the women? In, is she Greece? Is she from Greece? She's Greece. Is that yeah. The, is this what the women in Greece are like? No wonder that company's or that that country's in the shitter. No. If dude. I was if I was a Greek man and I had to wake up next to that, I'd go straight to the fucking bar. <laughs> That's what I would do. You're blaming Greeks' economic down downfall on on women on the no on her it. specifically oh, on her specifically on Angelo's mom specifically. Well, that sounds brighten up. Put a smile on it, lady. Yeah. Well, Dick, she has a question for you. Here's here's her question. <laughs> Let me ask you something. You, you, if you're not gay, can you live without a woman? Yeah, Dick. Can you? <laughs> if I'm not gay, if you're not gay, can I you? I don't think that was necessary. Can was you? it the gay part? Yeah. Here's another question, Dick. And he's on the internet, and they let him be there. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe they let you yeah. be on the internet. Look, lady, in America, you're allowed to sound like a jerk on the internet. I don't know how it is in Greece, yeah. but over here in the land of the free, you can do that. Yeah, I don't know, Dick. Well, she has a message for you. Here's what she has to say to you. Let me tell you something. You suck. <laughs> you nobody. You talk like that about women, you nobody. You zero. 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 You nobody dug a hole and put himself in there. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you dug a hole and put yourself in there, Dick? Oh man, straight to the bar. Yeah. That'd be me waking up in Greece with one of these one of these broads. Yeah. Well, let me let me give you some uh, 
some tips, Angelo's mom. Well, there, there's still there's still more. She oh, there's a few more? more. Yeah, there's a few okay. more things she wanted to say to you. Let me tell you something. Why don't you go home and suck a lemon? Yeah, why don't you suck a lemon, Dick? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and here's here's some more. Here's some more. She, this is what she thinks of you, Dick. Here, here's what she thinks of your message, your okay. whole your whole persona, your whole ethos. Here's what she has to say to you, Dick. Go to hell. Oh. <laughs> you came out a woman. Don't you have any respect about your mother? You ugly piece of humanity. Don't you have any respect about your mother? What your mother say about that? Yeah. The poor woman. The poor woman, Dick. What does your mother have to say about that? You ugly piece of humanity. That's it. That's all she has to say for oh, that. That's it. Oh, well, the video goes on and on, but that's those are the excerpts I got from I'm it. Always about my mother. Always go straight for my mother. What's the what's the deal? She's concerned about your poor mother, Dick, as am I. Yeah, I don't think so. so that didn't sound like concern to me. That sounded like yeah. rage. Yeah. So, Angelo's mom, next time you do that, put your thoughts together a little more because you sound like a gibbering ape screaming about wow. being an ugly piece of humanity and talking about my mother. Wow. Yeah. Well, Dick, here's what she has to say to you. You are so stupid, man. <laughs> this guy is dumb. <laughs> Dick, I have so many clips from that video. Yep. I have created an entirely new soundboard based on that one video and Angelo's mom. So here, here it so is. You're so fucking happy. Look at you. It's like an early <laughs> Christmas present that some woman would call in to scream at me. Yeah, I love it so much. So here is, for the first time, without further ado, the new soundboard. I'm just going to go through these. Here's, here's, here's some of oh, the new God. clips you'll be hearing on the show. Listen to this one. Go to hell, man. Yeah. <laughs> Go to hell, dick. Listen to this one. You are a jackass? Yeah, jackass. Listen to this one. This guy is stupid. Stupid. <laughs> and so, and, and of course, uh, she has that question. And who are you, gay? Yeah. Are is you that what we're dick? doing? We're throwing around uh, homophobic epithets no. now on this show? She's wondering if you are because you hate women so oh, much. Oh, she's just asking. She's asking. She's you just asking gay? questions. Yeah. You are gay? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how it sounds when you're just asking questions. Hey, are you gay? She's inquisitive, man. Yeah. But in the video, she actually does say, no, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing right, wrong with it. Right, right, But she does think you're, you might be gay. Go to hell and stay there. Yeah. Stay there, dick. Here's, here's this oh, one. Oh, man. Hey, if, yeah. if, if the women that were available were all like you, Angelo's mom, maybe I would be gay. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, here's what she thinks of you. You dumb shit. <laughs> mouth on this woman. Yeah, she also thinks you're crazy, dude. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you something about my mom. She doesn't swear like that. Well, maybe she should. That's because uh, Angelo's mom, she's not like school in summertime. No class. <laughs> that sounds pretty crazy. 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 Yeah. Dick, it sounds like you're you're a little bit. You so arrogant. Arrogant. Yeah, I'll yeah. take that. That's a fair. That's a fair cop. Uh huh. And uh, li listen to this one. I never heard such a dumb thing. Yeah, that's a, me. I'll, I'll be using that a lot. Yeah, I'll be using that one a lot. All right. Is this? Is as I've had enough of this. Is this your solution today or what? Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> You are a shithead. <laughs> this is exactly what you needed. Another goddamn soundboard. You have shit in your head. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to have so much. I haven't even played all of them. I got so many. Oh, I got so many. Angela, will you tell your mom to relax? T no. Tell her it's all right. Yeah, I don't know, man. Tell I her think... I'm a nice guy. 
Well, he can lie to her. Why would he lie to his mom? Yeah, she sounds so upset, man. Yeah. She's not upset. She just, she's questions your sexual orientation and whether or not you're a dumb shit and or have shit in your head. So uh, anyway, anyway, Dick, you'll be hearing, you'll be hearing some of those sound clips throughout the rest of the, probably the rest of the series for the rest of this, uh, the duration of this That's why podcast. we drink, ladies. Straight to the bar, waking up next to that. Straight oh, to the fucking bar. That's fair, Dick. Right. Dick, uh, let's talk about some solutions, shall sure. we? So this week, on this week's episode, I, uh, I engendered a lot of ill will, you might say, <laughs> yeah. with my stance on mandatory uh, holiday shifts. Do you remember that? That was the uh, last week's episode. Not the bonus episode, but last week's yeah, episode, Yeah, last right? week's regular episode. I think right. it was 28. You brought in mandatory holiday shifts, and I was against it. Right. Uh, I, well, I, I, was, I was for them. I believe that if a company's paying you to work, you decide to work, you show up. Right. It's a simple, simple interaction for me. Yeah, sounds fair. Except in the case where you sign up for that job without the expectation to have to, to have to have a mandatory holiday shift. Well, I'll tell you what. I brought in a solution for that problem. Oh, let's hear it. That's a universal solution because, in all honesty, I think it's the most useful solution we're ever going to have on this show. Okay. And that it deserves to be the biggest in the universe. Here it is. Ready? Yeah. Ask for a raise. Ask for Dick. Why do you phrase it like that? Why do you say ask for a rate? Your fucking phrasing on this is insane. What do you mean, why? Dick, if you want to say, hey, if somebody says, what do you think a solution is in society? A solution for this problem, problem X, Y, Z, right? You come in right. and you say, ask, ask for, for a, a raise, raise is the solution. No, it's asking for a raise. You have to say the verb, asking for a raise. Ask is still a verb. Yeah, but it's not, it doesn't sound right. Ask for a raise is not a solution. You say, hey, hey, what's your problem? Oh, I'm feeling, I got a problem. I'm feeling shitty about my job. Hey, solution, ask for a raise. Yeah, that's Rolls a whole, right off the tongue. Yeah, that's a whole <laughs> paragraph, dude. If I was just going to say one of the solutions in the universe is asking for a raise. Dick, you want to use your horseshit phrasing? Go ahead. Yeah, just like, just I like, do. You're yeah. talking to the winner. I'm uh -huh. one for one. Oh, wow. There's been one winner of the bonus episode podcast, and it's me. So I'll phrase it however the fuck I want. Ask for a raise. You dumb shit. <laughs> so I did some research on this. Yeah. Check this out. Uh, CBS News says, so here, here's, here's what my thinking is. Yeah. What I hear um, ubiquitously is people complaining about their jobs. In this case, the holiday, the mandatory holiday, mandatory holiday shifts. Yeah. Complaining about the money, complaining about the station in their lives. But I'm wondering, do you ever just go ask for a raise? Yeah, a lot of people do, Dick. Not as many as you think. How many would you think? Uh, uh, like, honestly, throw, like, uh, you know. What are you asking me, a percentage? Yeah, let's go with a percentage. A percentage of employees who ask for a raise? Yeah. Well, it's, I'm going to guess about 20%. Okay, well, that's, ex that's extremely low, though. No, 20% sounds about right, because I'm, I'm thinking about the people who get promoted at work, and it's usually about 20% of the workforce, because those are the ones who are go-getters, and they're ambitious, and they're trying to get someplace with their lives. Those are the type of people who would ask for a raise, myself included. Okay, so I actually found stats on this. And at first, I started looking for how often do people ask for raises. That gave me nothing. So right. I said, okay, how often do women ask for raises, right? Why? Why? Because uh, that's all you ever hear about. Oh, like the squeaky true. wheel gets the grease, right? That's, so that's I actually fair. found on CBS News, 44% of men and 48% of, was it the other way around? Yeah, 44% of women, 48% of men ever ask for raises. Right. That's less than half. Yeah. I thought it would be lower, actually. I thought it would be lower because people, people are too afraid. They don't have the resolve. They don't have the grit. They don't have the balls, baby. Yeah, that's crazy to me, man. Yeah. And it says from that same study, 
25% of people said they got more money they were expecting when they asked for a raise. 38% said that they got the raise they were expecting. So that's, what is that, 50, what is that, 60, uh, 63% got money? Yeah, by just asking for it? That's pretty good odds. The numbers should be 100%. That's no. more than half of people are not asking for raises. That's crazy. No, Dick, because you're gambling. You're throwing the dice every time. If you walk into your boss's office and you say, hey, man, I'd like a raise, and your boss thinks, well, this guy seems pretty entitled. He or she hasn't done anything to deserve a raise, uh-huh. so I might actually put him or her on the chopping block because not only are they doing a subpar or average job, but now they want more money? Fuck that guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with you, though. I think that's what people think, but I don't agree that that's what their bosses are thinking. I think their bosses are panicking just to have them there. Like, if everybody is going to collectively say that they have any power, the people working these jobs, they should say, look, my time is fucking valuable. Asking for more money is there's no consequence to it. I don't. Be, that's the part of this that I don't believe. That putting yourself out there and saying, "Hey, this is my time. I'm exchanging the quantum of my life for money. I would like more of it." I don't think that's going to be punished. Yeah, I don't know, Dick. I think if somebody's do, not doing something that's above and beyond the call of duty, and they're not pushing the envelope for their expectations, they don't deserve a raise. And if they ask for it, they're going to look entitled and weak. You know what, Dick? So you're telling people people, not to ask for a raise? Well, here's the thing. I don't think it's a problem. I don't think it's even a solution. because, Well, it could be a solution, but it's not a problem because the type of person who would ask for a raise already Mm -hmm. is cognizant and self-aware of their value and their worth, and they know that they are contributing to the company a disproportionate amount. No, because people, you've said this before. It's the the, Dunning-Kruger effect. Yeah, it's people who are delusional about what they contribute think they're doing a good job, and they're the ones more likely to ask for a raise. Wait a second, Dick. That sounds like an argument in my favor because that sounds like inept people are asking for raises right so if you if you actually feel like you're in any what like if you're even cognizant of the fact that that there's a difference between competent and incompetence you should be asking for a raise all the time yeah well how do you address the dunning-kruger effect how do you address the effect that people who are capable and adept are less likely to think they are and people who are unqualified and inept are more likely to think that they are more qualified. How do you address that problem? Very simply, ignore it. <laughs> okay, Dick. Ask for more money. That's my solution. That's the biggest solution. That's more important than meat. It's more important than nuclear fucking power. <laughs> yeah. It's even more important than surge pricing. This guy is dumb. <laughs> that sounds so dumb, Dick. Yeah. Here's the thing. I have asked for a raise before at my, at my old job. Did you get it? I, I sure as shit did. One uh, for one. What, however, 100% my how, stats. But here's the thing. Here's when I felt qualified. I felt justified in asking for a raise. Uh-huh. I went to my boss. So I wrote this computer program. We had this program at my old job that we had to run at, at, at the end of every single night at every in every single call center. I worked for a telemarketing company, and we had something like 20 call centers, right? Right. Every single uh, call center had to run a program that would take 45 minutes to an hour to complete. And while that program was running, they had to pay two IT staff members to sit around waiting for that program to finish Mm -hmm. so they could put those reports on the manager's desk at the end of the night, right? Okay. I rewrote that program and optimized it. So it went down from 45 minutes to three. So you cut those two people's jobs, kind (laughs) of? No, I just cut their hours. (laughs) Okay. I just cut their hours a bit. It's the Grinch. It's the Grinch of jobs. Okay, Dick, I can't win with you. (laughs) 
What am I doing? So what happened? So you asked for a raise after that because you saved the company so much money? I saved the company over two or $300,000. I did the math and I showed my boss. I said, hey man, I'm saving you guys $300,000 by yeah. rewriting this one fucking program. How about throwing a little bit my way? I got a tiny little raise. I was making $7 an hour at that time. Yeah. I got bumped up to, I think, nine fifty. Seven dollars $7 an hour? When, when was this? 1964? Jesus no. Christ. This was like the year 2000. I was severely underpaid at my job. I eventually got, got more money, but I was making like seven, eight dollars an hour as a program. Let me tell you where you fucked up there, man. You waited until you did something that you could prove you were worth something. If you'd have just walked in and asked for it, you probably would have got the same raise. Like, what if? Let's say there's a reality where you just, where I'm like quantum leaping into you for a day and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna fuck up Matt Maddox's life so bad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see a bunch of whores. Yeah. I'm gonna tell his parents and his friends to go F themselves and I'm gonna walk into his boss's office and demand a raise. Yeah. What if they'd have given it to you then? If I just walked in out of nowhere? Yeah, because you can't ever be sure. Yeah, but then I would also look like that entitled dipshit. I've worked with people, Dick, where they come to me and I give them a set amount and mm-hmm. I say, this is what I'm, uh, what I, m- what my budget is. This is what I'm willing to pay. Uh-huh. And then before they even complete the job, they ask for more money. I said, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> Get out of here. You're dumb. Crazy. What is, this? What, is, yeah. what is the context that you're saying this in? I've hired people for illustration work. I've hired people for... Uh, for design work, I've hired yeah. people to do just uh, uh, manual labor type stuff. You know, I've, I've worked with people in the past. And when people dis- demand more money before they complete the job or before they prove themselves to me, mm-hmm. then, you know, see you, buddy. Hit the road, Jack. Hey, man, all I'm saying is uh, not all bosses are as, um, I don't know, what do you call it, as you. Not, awesome. our bo- not all bosses are as on top of it as you are, oh. you know? Thank you, Dick. You take, a big, you take a big company like Walmart who's yeah. forcing these people to work holiday hours, right? Yeah. If you're working at Walmart, go in there every fucking day and ask for a raise. What's the consequence? The consequence is you get laid off because people might be banging down their doors for that job. Don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of the Walmarts. Dick, let me give you an example. The video game industry is notorious for its working conditions. They have uh-huh. some of the shittiest working conditions known to anyone. Uh-huh. Uh, just just ask anyone who, who's worked for one of the big companies like EA or Activision or whatever. They work crazy long hours. And if you complain about it, let alone ask for a raise, they'll say, hey, okay, you don't like your job? We got a billion people waiting at the door, banging our doors down for this job. You're lucky to have it, buddy. Man, I'm really, I'm honestly really surprised to hear you have this reaction to my solution. I don't know if you're arguing with me over the solution or if you actually think that people shouldn't ask for a raise more. I think that, that the people who do ask for a raise, they're, they're the right people who are asking for raises. I, I think that the number is way off. I think it should be, like, even, even counting for people who are mediocre employees, I think it should be at least above 80%. From 50? Dick, you've overseen employees before, right? Yeah. How many? A bunch. A bunch. What, what, does it matter? Well, let's say, let's say it's 10. Let's say all 10 people every day come to you at the start of the day and say, hey, Dick, how about a raise? What am I going to do, start firing people? Wow. Just instantly? You don't you think it's annoying? You know how hard it is to replace people? Well, it's fucking hard. That's more expensive than giving them a raise. Listen to this. Um, out of the uh, 28% of women in the U.S. have asked for a promotion, right? Compared to 40% of men. 17% got a new role. 42% got the role they asked for. Again, over 50. If you're going to do something with with the uh, success rate of over 50%, I say go for it. Yeah, well. Right? Over. If you're going to ask a girl out, man, I'll ask a girl out when the success rate is 1%. This is 50%? Fuck it. Do it every day. When have you gotten 1%? On women? Yeah. It depends on how drunk I am. You're close to zero all the time. Oh, you think... 
Are you? Is that a for real comment? No. Yeah, <laughs> no. you're out of your mind. Dick, I would say you're you're like batting like 30 or 40. <laughs> right? 30, 40%? Yeah. On um, women you ask out? On the women. Honestly, if I, I, I would divide it between drunk and sober. Okay. Well, is it is it higher or lower when you're drunk? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's the introspective Dick Masterson. Uh women don't women don't ask for raises. Guys aren't asking enough. Um you know, you know, Dick, it's interesting. So I read this study a while back yeah. that was put out by some women's group. It was uh, the Women's Labor Movement or something. I forget what the name is, but it's they did a study about the discrepancy of wage, the wage gap discrepancy, right, yeah. in, in America. <clears throat> and once they controlled for all these variables, I'm actually working on a video about this, and it's going to fucking blow the lid off of this fucking study. But when they, <laughs> once they control for all the all variables, right. right? Walter Cronkite. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm I'm the petty Walter Cronkite. So once you control for all the variables that account for differences in wage gaps, for example, the number one reason is that men and women prefer different types of jobs. They just do. Uh, the second reason is because of education levels and, and different experience levels and different tenure and different, mm-hmm. uh, you know, once you control for all these variables, and if you look at the same industry and compare women and men, they make about 94 to 97% of the same wage, right? So they said, well, that doesn't explain the remaining gap, which is pretty much the margin of error. But once you eliminated that, one possible explanation for the remaining wage gap is this discrepancy that you're talking about the likelihood of women to ask for raises than men yeah they say women are less likely than men to ask for raises and that could explain uh the the discrepancy the remaining discrepancy 20 percent of adult women never negotiate at all never at all yeah why do you think that is because it's hard it's hard to to demand more money for your time it's easy to get it's easy to do it online it's easy to complain online it's easy to get in a big group of people striking well why is it why so dick you're you're you just made my point why is it hard i i said at the top of this and what are they afraid of uh i think the fear is more general i think that what you're explaining the like you might get fired is just an explanation they have for a more general fear they have of confrontation like, I don't think it's as logical as, as, you're, as you're saying. Yeah. Well, potentially, but uh, I think there might be some other underlying reason. Well, here's the thing, Dick. We can speculate all we want, but unless we have some research and stats to, to actually suggest what the problem is. But you think you think? Hey, I got afraid. a stats for you. Yeah. I say we have an ask for a raise day, a national ask for a raise day, where everybody goes in and asks for a raise. Terrible idea. Why? Because you're suddenly competing with every other employee. So that eliminates any advantage you might have. All right, man. Yeah. Okay, Dick. Is you that all you got? Anything else? Yeah. yeah. No, is that all you got on your yeah. problem? Yeah. Your solution, rather. Yeah. <laughs> or, or problem. Okay, Dick, I got a real solution here. All right? What's that? One of the biggest problems in the universe, I think, is lack of education. And you know who's trying to help <laughs> solve that? Okay. Yeah? Hold on. Go ahead. Yeah. The name is Malala Yousafzai. Have you heard of her? No. I just wanna I just wanna be clear. You're naming your solution. Yeah. Mulala Musafzai. M- Malala Yousafzai. Okay. So when I said my solution was ask for a raise and you threw a big fit, yeah. you're naming your solution the name of a girl. Right. And that's okay for you. Of course. It's like naming Einstein. Einstein's a potential solution. So if someone someone would come to you and say, hey, I have a problem with my car. It's not starting. You say, here's the solution, Einstein. No, you would say, here's the solution, mechanics. There you go. It's a thing. Take it's it an to a mechanic. Take it to a mechanic is Th- what you No, say. that's not how you phrase it. You would just say mechanics is the solution to your broken car. You wouldn't say take it to a mechanic. What's the solution? Take it to a mechanic. Well, okay, that sounds clunky as shit. 
Whatever, dick. I sound clunky? You sound like you're learning English as a second language, just reading off mechanic. I never heard such a dumb thing. God damn it. All right, go ahead. So what's this girl all about? Malala Yousafzai. She's a 16-year-old Pakistani girl mm-hmm. who was shot blank, point blank range in the face by the Taliban. Okay. Because she was protesting to make sure that women could get an education. Okay, so I have a little game here, Dick. Okay. I brought in a little game here. This is a new game. Try to guess if I'm talking about Malala Yousafzai or Tom and Katie Holmes' daughter, Suri Cruz. Okay. Okay? Okay, so first of all... I have a feeling like this would be an easy game. Well, we'll see. Okay. She has a wardrobe totaling over $3 million. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Including $21,000 Dolce Gabbana trench coat and a rack of Juicy Couture Marc Jacobs dresses. Yeah. Is that Surrey or Malala? Oh, gosh. Let me think. Uh, Is any of it bulletproof for dealings with the Taliban? I don't believe so, no. Okay, then I'm going to have to go Surrey Cruz. Correct. That was Surrey Cruz. Great. Okay. (laughs) Okay. The next one. Her first name means (laughs) (laughs) grief-stricken. That's got to be Katie Holmes, right? Is she on the list? (laughs) No, she's not. But that was actually Malala. Incorrect, Dick. Her first name means princess. <laughs> Suri Cruz. This isn't even a joke. Yeah. Her name means princess in Hebrew. Suri, and, and by the way, it also means pickpocket in Japanese. Oh. Yeah. She lives in a 6,000 square foot home in a gated community. Suri. Suri. Yeah. Now, here's, a, here's an, a, an audio question, okay? okay? Whose mom is this? Is this Katie Holmes or Malala's mom, Tor Pikai? Okay, here's the clip. Let me see if you can you can guess whose mom this is. All right. This is on the Ellen DeGeneres show. My daughter is eight years old, and she already has her Christmas list ready. Is it written out? It's written out. She's very organized. Mm-hmm. And uh, I start to, like, you know, I get a little bit of a panic because you cannot screw up talking to Santa. You cannot miss any item on that list because... If you screw that up, I mean, that's years and years of hearing about it and then probably therapy. Right. Oh, probably therapy. I'm going to blow my brains out just listening to yeah. that. Yeah. Does, vo- does that make you want to vomit? Does that make you sick? This is... It annoys me. Yeah, this is Suri Cruz. Her mom is afraid of missing an item on her Christmas list. God forbid she misses an item on Suri's fucking precious Christmas list. Princess. Mm-hmm. Suri Princess Cruz. Meanwhile, Malala Yousafzai was shot point-blank in the face by terrorists, survived mm. brain swelling and brain clots, yeah. became septic due to faulty tubes and machines, had to have surgery, the bullet traveled 1,000 feet per second, punctured her skin, ricocheted through her eardrum, severed a nerve in her face, and embedded in her shoulder. It's a shitty Christmas. Yeah, it is a shitty Christmas. However, are her parents still together? Because Susie Cruz's parents are split up, aren't they? That's oh, rough, man. Well, broken it, home. <laughs> it is rough. Well, speaking of broken homes, Dick, maybe this will help. Because her mom surprised her with a $24,000 Grand Victorian Playhouse for Christmas. Oh, equipped nice. with running water, electricity, and extensive landscaping. <laughs> her, her, her fucking Victorian Playhouse has running water. Yeah. Some of the villages in Pakistan don't have running water. Yeah? Yeah. This is, this is what we're dealing with. This is what American kids have to what, aspire to. What are we to. dealing with? What are we dealing with here? Surrey Cruz? That's who we're dealing with? No. We're What's dealing the solution? With the solution. This sounds like an anti-Surrey Cruz rant. Well, it is. 
This is this is uh, this is a news clip from ABC News. When when Malala Yousafzai survived the bullet. Listen listen how amazing this is. Okay. The bullet took a path that simply cannot be believed. Yeah. The chances of being shot at point blank range in the head and that happening, I don't know. But it is amazing, truly amazing. I, I don't know why she survived. A bullet traveling 1,000 feet per second slips under Malala's skin. But as it heads toward her brain, that bone turns out to be so strong and curved, mm. it forces the bullet to ricochet away and instead smashes her eardrum, severs the nerve in her face, and hits her shoulder. Yeah. Oh. She had a bullet embedded in her shoulder because she stood up to the Taliban for the rights of people to get educated. Well, what's the solution, though? Have she a is the solution. Skull? No, <laughs> no, Dick, because if that were the I case, I mean, a lot of guys have solution. tried to yeah. get shot and, and failed. Yeah. I don't think this solution would work for, like, JFK. Who's gotten, who's tried to get shot, and, uh, who tried to get shot and, get, and failed? My YouTube playlist is full of guys getting that cop that shot himself in the leg. Remember that guy? What, you just go home and watch this to relax? Yeah, to relax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that. No, Dick, people like this, okay, the 16-year-old girl. And by the way, so so Katie Holmes' mom is on the Ellen Wait DeGeneres a minute, show. taking a stand against impossible odds? Is that what she did? Is yeah. that what you're saying? What's asking for a raise? And they're not impossible odds. They're 50-50. Okay, then those aren't impossible odds, Dick. You just <laughs> Only when it's shot. impossible? Yeah, it sounds like you just shot your solution in the head. All right. Yeah. So anyway, while she was operating on, so Katie Holmes' mom is on the Ellen DeGeneres show saying that her her daughter might have to get therapy if she doesn't get all the items on her Christmas list. Yeah. Yeah. She and, was joking. Oh, was she? Yeah, I think I'm not she sure. was joking. I'm not sure. Meanwhile, the doctor who operated on Malala has never seen her cry. <laughs> she didn't she didn't even wince, cry or even flinch when the needles entered her body. Mm. She's stoic as fuck. This girl's so tough. This just this girl's so badass. So Surrey Cruz's mom surprised her with that $24,000 Grand Victorian playhouse, right? Right. Meanwhile, Malala lived with her two young brothers and two pet chickens. She stood up to terrorists and got shot in the face for it. Okay. This is what we need more of in this world. People who are willing to stand up for their beliefs and die for their beliefs. And this is a 16-year-old girl with that kind of conviction. She sat down with Obama, and instead of gushing you know, like— well, I was yeah. just, I'm sorry, can I interrupt for a Yeah, go ahead. You know who else stood up to terrorists like that? No. Oh, George W. Bush. No, he fucking <laughs> did, and that fucking coward. He didn't even have that evidence pussy. to stand up to terrorists, and he said, you know what, <laughs> fuck it, I believe that they're bad. Well, I'm going to stand up to them. Fucking Old West dumb shit. He thought, yeah, he go thought ahead. this was the Wild West. He put on his cowboy hat like a dumbass. Look, he, he raised morale. What did he do that was different than— than this girl that you brought in. You mean other than not get shot in the face? <laughs> that, maybe. And so so here's the thing. It doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. This girl, she won the World's Children Prize Award of $50,000. And you know what she did with it? She donated all of it to rebuild 65 schools. Huh? With $50,000, she rebuilt 65 schools. So with half the price of Surrey Cruz's Grand Victorian Playhouse, she could have built, what, what's that, 33 schools? 33 schools. Yeah. yeah. 33 schools she could have built for the cost of her fucking toy. This is what makes the rest of the world pissed off. They look at us and they say, well, fuck this. And this is what little girls in America are aspiring to rather than Malala Yousafzai because she has a weird name. Yeah, Surrey Cruz. Well, I don't think it's because she has a weird name. I think it's because, 
you know, we, we don't have to fight terrorists to go to school. It's not really relevant to little girls over here. Yeah, but here's is what... It, well, no, but here's what is relevant. Here's what every time you pull up fucking Jezebel or Exojane or any of these... Uh, Mike.com or Vox.com yeah. or Polygon fucking... All they do is rage... Rage about Spider Woman comic book covers, yeah. and they rage about the cover of Cosmopolitan and women being photoshopped. This is the sure. problem. These are the problems, right? Meanwhile, little girls are getting shot in the face just so they have a chance to be educated, just so they can become a doctor. You know why? You know why this is so important, Dick? She inspired her friend Kainat to become a gynecologist because women in Pakistan can't even go to male doctors because they can't show their bodies. This is what women in Pakistan are dealing with. Meanwhile, in America, the front cover of Exojane and, uh, you know, all these fucking uh, feminist screeds are bitching about comic book covers. These are pro- This is the problem. This is what feminism should be today. Not this fucking horse shit that we're peddling our time away on. This is why people are pissed off. Well, it's what not feminism. Well, shouldn't be that? Like, what sh- so what are we finding, like, the lowest common denominator? We're finding, like, the most, um, the most abused the most tired, the most wretched mass of people on earth and we're helping them. That's just not how we work. <laughs> like, it's just not. I want to be entertained, okay? I want to help out a little bit. I want a little bit of altruism. But honestly, at the end of the day, everybody's just got to get through it. You know? Shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, I'm the asshole for saying that. Yet every fucking person in the world spends their money like to agree with me. Dick, what you're saying is what we are, not why, and not why we should change. You're not saying you're not saying that. You're just saying here's how we are. We are what we are, man. What can we do? We're so the scorpion. So what's the solution? Have more of this girl? Yes. Give her a, a talking. Uh, point give her a mouthpiece yeah well she sat down with obama and instead of gushing her his praises like a like a fangirl she told him that drone attacks in pakistan are fueling terrorism so think about that it took a 16 year old girl to point out that what the dipshits in our government still haven't figured out when drones attack targets innocent victims are killed which leads to resentment among pakistani people and that's what fuels terrorism Right? George fucking W. Bush couldn't figure that out. She wants Obama to instead focus on education in these countries rather than fucking fueling terrorism with more innocent victims that are killed with drone attacks. Yeah, I, I don't know. We got, of, <laughs> okay, Dick. we got a lot of problems here. Look, I, I, don't, I don't really think we need to go around the world spending more money setting up schools. All right? Let them figure it out. Uh, yeah, Dick. Well, is that like the worst thing to say? Dick, it's an investment in our national security to have these other countries educated. You know that female genital mutilation problem hey, start, I mentioned? Yeah, hold start, on, hold on. Okay, you know, I mentioned that problem, the female genital mutilation uh, a couple episodes back. What was it, like num- number five or six or something? Yeah. That's a huge problem. And what can solve that problem, according to UNICEF, is mm-hmm. higher education. So that would solve that problem. That would solve the problem of terrorism. These are ignorant people who, who are blowing themselves up. I agree. Start a Kickstarter. <laughs> stop stop taking it out of the taxes. Great. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Look, it's you're so passionate about it. It's such a great idea. Put it on the internet. People whip out their credit cards, problem solved. Dick, you know how much these missiles cost? Like we're shooting these missiles. I don't want to shoot tents. them either. Great. Well, for the cost of one of those missiles, we could build hundreds of schools just by one missile. And that would have such a positive impact in this world, in this part of the world. Yeah. That would that would solve problems for generations to come. It would 
It would help them be able to bootstrap themselves and get out of the rut that they're in, this rut of ignorance and suicide bombs and this this culture that creates genital mutilation. That's what would solve this problem. And little girls like Malala Yousafzai are standing up to terrorists. She got shot in the face. She had bullet powder on her hands. She fell down face first and was covered in blood and was and and didn't even cry. Didn't even It's a very cry. visceral account of getting shot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's I a just badass. think it's very I just think it's a very complicated problem. That's all. <laughs> well, Not solved by I don't know. I don't even know what the solution is. She like, is I the get solution. that she's a badass, but I don't know yeah. how that I don't it's just like a Chuck Norris thing like no. how is how does this apply to the problem? Because she inspires people, Dick. She inspires she she's the youngest recipient of a Nobel Prize. You do know that? Great. She won a Nobel Prize. What you, why? Why are you so un, unimpressed by that? Dick? Have you won a Nobel Prize? No. Really? <laughs> Surprisingly not. Wow, surprise, surprise. Yeah. You are a jackass. <laughs> like she won a Nobel Prize for what? Surviving getting shot? I, I believe it was a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, they they give that one out to get publicity. You know, I I I was pissed off when they gave like a lot of like, people. Like did they give her off. a million bucks too? What did I'm she not, do with that? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I'm sure she... Well, I, I bet she probably invested it in the community. Look, this girl's a 16-year-old girl. She comes from a humble background, humble life. She doesn't have a $24,000 Victorian house with running water and electricity. She's, she's, hey, she, she also doesn't have what you have, by the way. Yeah. If we're going to demonize Siri Cruz, like, she doesn't even have what you and I have. Who? So... Uh, oh, this Malala? girl, Malala. Yeah, she oh. doesn't have what you and I have. So how are we any better than Suri Cruz? We're fucking not. Well, I don't know that she doesn't have a PlayStation Three with Dark Souls Two. <laughs> she, she might doesn't. be. A, she might she be doesn't. a phantom. She might be invading me, dude. I could have sworn I saw someone named Malala on there the other day. Fucking cheaped me in the corner. Spell builds. Spell builds are the worst too. By the way, magicians, stupid. Anyway, dude, Malala Yousafzai. She's an inspiration. Okay. She's encouraging people to stand up to the Taliban. She's encouraging people to fight terrorism. And she's addressing the root problem of terrorism, which is ignorance. I don't know about that. Of course it is. Ignorance of course it is. is the root problem of terrorism? How yes. is ignorance the root problem of terrorism? No, and really think about it. Uh, Just ignorance is the root problem of terrorism? Absolutely. I think it is they got something I don't have, and I want it. Oh, you think it's jealousy? No, I, I don't think it's jealousy. I That's think it's you, like they have something and I'm going to take it. No, no, it's not, Dick. Because what do you a, mean, no, it's not? Because do you know how many Muslims there are in the world? No, how many? I don't either. <laughs> 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 but All right, it, that's it, the point at this conversation no, no, no. where it, it com- becomes entirely bullshit. Hold up, for I, both I, of us. I'm sure. I'm sure it's over. Uh, I'm sure it's it's over a hundred million, probably closer to a billion or two billion. Yeah, it, they, they're comparable to Christianity, right? There's a lot of Muslims. Sure, in this okay. World. And a very, very small percentage of them have ever committed anything terroristic, right? Well, of course, right. So the people who have are ignorant. The, the majority of the Muslims are not. I don't see why it's just ignorance, though. Of like, course it's isn't, ignorance. Aren't they, they have a cause, and all, all of their causes is to either stop something or take something. Like, isn't the, the Holy Land that's in dispute, all the, terrorism that the, all the terrorism that occurs as a result of, you know, the Holy Land, Jerusalem, right. And this, right. it's all because they want it. They want the land. The other side has the land. They want it back. 
Like it's just give us our give us your stuff. Okay, it's but, like a mugging. Right, right, right. That's what they want. That's their cause, but it's not their method. Their method. People who suicide bomb and attack innocent people, they don't think ahead. They don't think of the repercussions of that. Right. Osama bin Laden. Uh, some of the terrorists hailed his methods as being revolutionary and so good for the Muslim world. It made nobody's life better. His ma- his life made Arabs' lives worse. His life made terrorists' lives worse. He's dead. His organization is scattered. And yeah, there's ISIS and all these other terrorist groups, but they don't think ahead and plan ahead and think, hey, if we have this this action that's going to kill innocent Americans, innocent people, innocent people on a bus, innocent people in Tel Aviv, we're going to have repercussions for that. And the repercussions are going to be worse than anything that that came before it. Yeah, well, I'm I'm thinking about that, but I'm trying to factor in the religious element of it. Like, they think they're going to a better place. Well, these legitimately, th- right? These specific ones do, but that not that's not the majority of Saudi Arabians or or uh, Muslims, for example. But terrorists in general. Well, that's what they're told. Of course. Yeah. Who are we to say that a belief system? That's what they believe, right? So I'm factoring that into their decision making. But and- it's trivial to dismantle that philosophy, and the way to dismantle that philosophy is to be intelligent about it, and the way to be intelligent is education a la Malala Yousafzai. Well, those better be our schools if they're going up. Yeah. Dick, uh, before we go on, that, that's all I got on that, pro- on, okay. on that solution, rather. Uh, before we go on, I have one of your favorite segments. Oh, here. fuck. Yeah. Dick versus Dick. I hate this fucking segment. <laughs> I love it so much. This one is sent in by Edward Smith, so that's who you can thank for this. Great. Fuck Dick. you, Edward. <laughs> you haven't even heard it. It might, it might be a bust. Okay, here's Look at the smile on your face. That's how I know it's a good one. <laughs> here's what you said a couple episodes back. Listen All to right. This. Have you ever gotten an STD? No. <laughs> I never have either. <laughs> okay, you remember saying that? Yeah. Dude? Yeah. Here's what you said on another episode. I got chlamydia. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I start laughing because it's gross and it's happened to me before. So I was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, 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 no. But you, you took that quote out of context. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because remember I was telling you the other day or the other episode that I remember everything I say because that's what makes a good liar. Yeah. Did that, that was with you. Yeah, yeah you yeah, said yeah. that, yes. I remember everything I say. And that specifically, what I was saying was that girl called me up that I banged at Burning Man and said, I have chlamydia. That wasn't me saying I have chlamydia. That's what she said on the phone call with me. Did you find that clip or did he send that in? He sent that in. He took it out of context. What was his name? Edward. Hey, fuck you, Edward. Uh, I know everything I said ever. You try to bust me on out of context shit again, I will bust, I will shoot a Cracker Jack right up your ass, pal. Fuck you. I did not say I have chlamydia. I have never had chlamydia that I know of. (laughs) But to the tail end of that clip, you said... That you had it. That, no, the phone call had happened to me before. Oh, her, her saying, her calling me and saying I have chlamydia, and I was laughing because this, the phone call had happened to me before. Oh, there you go, Dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick versus Dick. Not so much, is it? Point counterpoint. Point counterpoint. And you know what that is? That's Dick versus Dick versus Dick. <laughs> All right, are you ready for my next solution? <laughs> Let's hear it. Beer. <laughs> All right. What's Beer. A, how's how's that a solution, Dick? Look, you remember you were talking about meat. How yeah. it's like shaped our physiology and our genealogy to be smart. Right. Beer has built our entire civilization. Nope. Yep. False. Absolutely true. You got to watch this documentary called How Beer Saved the World. Okay? So <laughs> okay. go. Sounds so, like it's, it's balanced. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be real fair and hey, objective. Shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so human beings, as we are, have existed for 100,000 years, right? True. Civilizations only have been around for 10,000 years. You okay. know what happened 10,000 years ago? Discovered beer. We discovered beer. That's right, Maddox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you think of wheat, right? 
The grain. Yeah, I think of it all you the think, time. Yeah. yeah. They, make, they made this to make bread out of, right? Right. Not so much. New evidence is saying that they made that, <laughs> they grew that grain specifically to make beer and that the leftovers was turned into bread. Dick, you think they made, they made beer before bread? Yeah. Um, okay, who's making things? Who's making things? Men. Busted up men <laughs> who are pissed off at, who are pissed off at everything. Everybody's constantly fucking picking on them. Hey, where's the meat today? Did you kill any wolves today? Did you kill any bears today? Did you kill any shit today? Would you shut the fuck up? I need this <laughs> beverage. I need it. Can you imagine me as a primitive man waking up and busting my ass to make a loaf of bread? No. I'll just eat more meat. But you can't, fu- you can't track and hunt beer, can you? No, well, I've got to grow a bunch of grain. Yeah. I've got to harvest it. I've got to whip it up. I've got to get a big vat, stir it up. I got to pray to God that I got some yeast falling into it somewhere. Okay, Dick, I I got to call I got to call bullshit on this because if you think about the process of making beer, you have to grow it, then you have to store it in a vat somewhere, mix it with a bunch of liquids, and make it ferment, and water. then you get the alcohol. Right, liquid, uh, uh, water, sure. Yeah. So you you let it ferment, and then you make this alcohol substance out of it. Right, but. Uh, if you have grains that are just sitting there, and you were thinking, as a primitive man, you were thinking, well, I'm fucking hungry. What do I got to eat? And you look around, there's weeds and rocks and shit, and you put everything in your mouth and your butthole, and you see what's what, right? Right. But then you walk over to the grains, and you think, well, what is this thing? Can I can I eat it as is? No, that's that's fucking too hard and gross and crunchy. And then you you grind it up, and you think, wow, well, this is powder. It tastes a little bit better. Well, if I what if I mix this powder with some water and add some heat to it? Wow, you got bread. I think that's way more likely than them mixing up with water and then letting it sit for a long time. I, I think they discovered beer by accident. They did, and then they figured out how to make it. That's what I'm saying. It's way easier to kill a thing than <laughs> to make bread. No, I think making bread's way easier than making beer. I don't think bread is as important as you think it is. Well, I know, I'm not saying it's men. important, no. But I look, if they found that in, in the teeth records of fossils, mm-hmm. they have little microscopic stones that have, that have etched fissures in their teeth and they found that because they ground bread with primitive tools and there were little rocks in the bread that they made what do you mean they ground bread you mean they ground wheat uh, wheat rather yeah to make bread to make beer (laughs) they don't know because the type that they were making in this thing i read said it was better for making beer than it was for making bread what the ground flour? The type of the type of grain that they were growing, the type of wheat that they were growing. Yeah, but that's not evidence that. Okay, so what do you got? next? My next point. Yeah. So these uh, these women mostly be, beer was mostly made by women in uh, Mesopotamia, uh-huh. right? So yeah. beer is an equal opportunity employer. Okay, great. Right? That's yeah. a pretty good. That's a pretty good solution right there. All right. Um, law. It was the it was the cause of law. Law is pretty important in civilization. You would say yes. Yes. So the code of Uru Kajina is often cited as the very first legal code it prescribed as a central unit of payment, beer. Uru Kajina, huh? Yeah, look it up. Never look heard it up, of it. asshole. Doesn't sound like a solution to well, me. Well, you're not a scholar like me. Beer is the solution. <laughs> why? Look, why else would you need a law? Why else would you need to write down, look, uh, this is what we're doing with our beer. We don't know how to make it. We do these a couple things, and magically some of it turns into beer. We don't have a lot of it, but we got to split it up evenly, okay? We can't all kill each other to get this beer. So this is how we're going to do it. What else would you need to write down? You would have to write down, oh, I don't know, the the square yardage of carpet you would sell, pots that you would sell, uh, tools, primitive hunting tools, those type of things, maybe other foods that are more readily available. That's not a law, though. What else legally would you have to write down? This is a code of law I'm saying that beer is responsible for. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. What and is this is there any evidence that this was the first <laughs> the first code of law? Yeah, I read it on Wikipedia. Oh, there you go. Um it also is the uh the authority for this came from various uh, female deities and goddesses who covered the production of beer, blah 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 and the enjoyment of beer. Check this out. Louis Pasteur, you yeah. may have heard of him. Yeah. Did his first research on the fermentation that was caused by the growth of microorganisms. Right. So no Louis Pasteur, no pasteurization. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, no. but but Pasteur came what? Centuries later. Yeah. But he was still started his work in beer. Well, I'm that, saying. That, but that doesn't it, it's arbitrary, Dick. Can you prove that he wouldn't have discovered what he discovered had there not been beer? Maybe wine, for example. Wine's another fermented drink, Dick. Yeah, he, did, fact, he did do some of it with wine. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I, I knew it. I fucking knew it. And you know what? Wine is way easier to make than beer because if you ever grew up on an orchard or if you had apple trees like I did growing up, you found that when apples would fall off the tree and you just leave them there for a few weeks, it kind of stink. It'd make this like musky fermented smell. And you walk by and you smell it and you're like, wow, that's, uh, that's interesting. It almost smells like vinegar. And it does. And same thing with grape stick. You just walk by those things and you smell them rotting on the ground and they start to ferment naturally. That's a way more likely explanation than grinding up wheat adding water to it just magically knowing to do that and then just sitting around waiting for it to ferment what are you a chick <laughs> you're drinking caveman wine <laughs> fuck you i'm drinking caveman beer you're over there in your cave with your nice rosé of smelly fruits yeah having to having some garlic bread yeah. yeah in the words of angelo's mom what are you gay and who are you gay yeah <laughs> You are gay? I'm saying beer is the root of all technology. Everything was invented. Plows were invented. Math was invented to keep track of fields of beer. Law was invented to cover divvying up beer among people. You are a jackass. You know what? Maybe I am a fucking idiot. <laughs> food purity laws. Food purity laws were invented for beer. Oh, wait a second. You mean like the FDA, Dick? More government? All food, all, food, all food purity laws. Wait, I want you to remember this, Dick. You're saying that food purity laws, which have, which were the precursor to organizations like the FDA, were invented because of beer. I want you to remember that, Dick. Maddox, I don't think that there shouldn't be some kind of agency that governs whether or not the chocolate bar I'm eating is entirely rat shit or not. Okay? <laughs> you don't that's think so? Called, yeah, that's a, legitimate, uh, that's a legitimate function of a government. Well, then I got, I got a chocolate bar for you, buddy. I want you to eat it. No, it's full of shit. That's what I'm saying. That's illegal. <laughs> Wait, it's defend. illegal because of these government organizations that were created in part because of beer. Yeah, good. They should, that's consumer protection. Oh, you're, you're all for consumers now, huh? In this instance of not eating poison, yes. How do you know, Dick? Maybe, maybe you just trust someone. Hey, this guy made me a chocolate bar. His name's Maddox. It looks pretty good to me. I mean, it's a little bit chunky, but whatever. I don't even know what you're saying. I don't understand what you're saying. You're going to eat poop someday. Yeah. <laughs> There's prehistoric evidence that shows brewing began in 5400 BC in Sumer so as, a way a, to, as a way to preserve excess grain. As a way to preserve excess grain. But, but Dick, this is all speculation, man. What evidence do they really have that this was what the Sumerians did to preserve excess grain? This is Look, a nice what do you theory. Want? What do you want, a time machine? Uh, uh, any just, evidence? Just think. With your, use your man brain instead of your <laughs> obnoxious arguing chick brain for a second <laughs> and think about you as a caveman. What do you want? Do you really want a loaf of bread? No. You, don't I tell want me the what magical I want. drink that makes me feel good and makes all women fuckable. That's what I want. It's called beer. <laughs> Great, Dick. But here's the thing. You don't know for a fact that cavemen had beer. In fact, I'm pretty sure they didn't. 
I, I don't think they had it's beer. It's Sumer, did they had it in Sumer in uh, Mesopotamia? What else did I say? Yeah, yeah, the Sumerians. Of course they had it. Sure. They had something. Ben Franklin drank a lot of it. Dick, I don't know. Here's the thing: people drink too much beer all the time. Case in point, you. And they what? get drunk and obnoxious, case in point you. And they say and do things that get them thrown out of parties, like throw oranges at ping pong tables, case in point you. Mm-hmm. Uh, beer pong, rather. So people become drunk assholes, and the majority of bar scuffles, the majority of, uh, of assaults, like if you go to a police crime map. And 100% look at- of bar scuffles are caused by <laughs> beer. What are you there talking you about? There you go. So uh, you that's go- called natural selection, asshole. Yeah, natural selection. I think it's called beer muscles. And beer goggles. Dude, how many ugly chicks have you banged because of beer goggles? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any stats to back that up? Yeah, I got a, you I got fucking a, idiot. Yeah. Do you have any proof for that? Yeah, I got, a, I got a clip for you. Here, I got this. I got chlamydia. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're doing now? We're taking quotes out of context like that? We're splicing them up like sneakers? My voice is my fucking passport? Dick, I have never not taken one of your clips out of context. That's my, that's my solution. Your solution is, is God, beer. The root, the root of all technology is beer, man. I don't think the only so, cure, The only cure for ugliness, beer. And insecurity, oh, baby, beer. Uh, no, it's not. First of all, if you get drunk and you bang an ugly person, guess what? You got an ugly baby. That's a problem that lasts you a lifetime. You and also, would know. Is there any... <laughs> fuck you, dick. Is there any evidence that shows that beer came before meat? Because I fucking guarantee it didn't. Well... Yeah, there's evidence that it did not come before meat because meat's like a part of an animal. Exactly. What the fuck are you talking about? So it can't possibly be the the root of all technology because meat is, dick. But what's more important, these stupid brains or or a reason to build all this technology? What What do you want? Without beer, we'd still just be running around naked with no PlayStations or Dark Souls or space travel or internets. We'd have none of that stuff without beer. <laughs> Dick, that is pure speculation <laughs> and absolute horse shit. And I'm not going to let, I'm not going to stand for it. Meat was the solution. Meat is what made our brains explode in size. And meat is, is the precipitous moment in our evolution where we started building tools to burn and hunt and create cooked food. And it saved us time from having to hunt and gather, not beer, which made us drunk assholes sitting around banging ugly chicks that's your solution to things ugly guys too yeah ugly guys too sure we'll see i guess we'll see what the voting says maybe have beer or meat what's the bigger solution (laughs) it's meat you fucking assholes i know you idiots are gonna vote i guess we'll see maddox we'll see who gets to play what song next month yeah what's your next solution my next solution and a real solution for a change is income-based fines okay yeah have you ever heard of this you know what this is no so here's the scenario, Dick, where two people commit a crime. Let's say they both commit the same crime. Okay. Both are the same race, same gender, same age. Both went to a four-year college, same everything, right? Except one of these people gets fined 2% of his income, and the other one gets fined almost 0% of his income. Do you think that's fair? Yeah. Why, why is that fair? Because I know the point you're trying to make. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. So you won't be honest. You always have to be a contrarian. What? Well, no, because I don't think... Um... Now, keep going. I, I don't think something in me tells me that these fines are not supposed to be punitive. Yeah, well, this is exactly the scenario that people face every day okay. when they're fined $500 for, say, running a red light. So if you make $30,000 a year, that's 2% of your income. And that's what that's, you know, most accountants made like thirty dollars to $40,000 in middle yeah. America, right? Right. That's almost an entire week's worth of your wages. But if you make $200,000 per year, which is not out of line for most lawyers and doctors, that won't even put a dent in your wallet. 
you make about $100 per hour at that, at that rate, and you can pay that fine off with five hours of your work. Yeah. Right? So how do you punish someone like that? When you punish somebody for a crime with incarceration, it's called a day fine. There's a name for this. It's called a day fine. Because you're incarcerated for a certain number of days or a fine, which is effectively a financial punishment, right? Yeah. So True. why are we punishing some people a different rate than another? So each day you spend incarcerated is, is effectively a day that you're not allowed to work. So it's a day you go without your income. So certain countries have started employing fees based on your income level. Really? Like who? Germany? Australia? <laughs> Germany is one of them. Yeah, actually. of course they are. They always do this shit. No, but Finland, Sweden, Denmark, uh, Croatia, the city of Macau. These are some of the countries with the lowest crime rates in the world. Yeah. Yeah, you think that's not a solution? Well, it's just, it, it pops out to me that those countries are also, like, homogenous countries. Like, what does that mean, homogenous? Like, a lot of the same people with the same background and the same, you know, the same social stat. Like, Germany, it's full of Germans. <laughs> it's very different than America. We got a whole cross-section of people. No, they're a bunch right? of... No, no but not, not all these countries. Like, Macau, for example, is a city in China that was a, that was a, a Probably a got mostly Chinese dudes in it. No, it was actually a Portugal uh, colony for a long time. So that's oh. why it's got this like weird Spanish influence in Macau. Oh, and that's then, interesting. And now there's a huge pocket of Russians who have just taken over all the casinos. And then you have the Chinese. And then you have people from Hong Kong. And you have people from mainland China. It's a melting pot. Well, let me say what you're proposing is interesting. Yeah. I'm against exorbitant fines um, on their surface. Like when I, see a, when I see a fine, when I see like a parking ticket or a speeding ticket, I always wonder what the minimum wage is, what that, how that would affect someone who makes minimum wage. Because Do you that's, really? yeah, because that's how much the government says you should make, right? Federal minimum wage. Sure. So how much would this per, would this cost of a person's life if they were making minimum wage? Right. And it's always insane. Yeah. It's like an entire week. Right. That's like, that's what I started with. Yeah. yeah. It makes it's a week's worth of your salary. And that's just way, way, way too much. Right. So you're but I don't know what's yeah. So it should it be what what a day? No, it shouldn't be a day. It should be the 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 fee should be there's a nominal fee that's the that's the standard fee that they that they charge everybody. And in Sweden, I think the police have the option to charge you based on your income, based on the egregiousness of the crime. Oh, I don't like that. Well, yeah, I don't like cops getting well, like um, their own to use their own judgment. Like uh, that. that's what they do because because rich people can afford to pay petty fines more readily than poor people. They can break laws more often with impunity. Now, countries with income-based fines, so I mentioned like Finland, Sweden, etc. Yeah. In 2010, a Swedish driver was fined $962,000 for driving 180 miles per hour on the motorway. Oh, that's yeah. fast. Yeah, it was so fast. Their their uh, speed detection meters didn't even pick it up. They they, they uh, level off at 125. Wow. They had to catch this guy by camera, and they had to look at the frames to see how many how many frames he passed in that in a certain amount of time. Well, I already got one problem with your solution then. If that guy's got to spend a million bucks or crap, Owners, or was it a dollars that he had to pay? $962,000? Yes. He's going to spend $962 fighting that ticket in court. $962,000 trying to fight that ticket. He's not just going to get his checkbook out and say, sure thing, jerk-offs, here's a million dollars. He's going to say, okay, well, I'm rich, I have this much money, so I'm going to tie up your stupid system with this money until uh, I'm dead. Yeah, but Dick, that goes and, down on the record. If he's going to do that, if he's going to drag the court through that kind of mud, and also the judge, by, by the way, fined him for it, you're wrong because he did actually pay that that fee. 
Oh, he can't even appeal it? No, you can't appeal it. You can appeal it. You have one week to appeal the police officer's judgment. If the police officer decides to give you a petty fine, you can just pay the petty fine, which is something like 115 euros. Or if the police officer says, hey, dickhead, you're driving 180 miles per hour on the the expressway. By the way, it takes you half a mile. That's 0.8 kilometers to come to a complete stop at that speed. It's reckless. You're just, you're just being a prick. And he can do that and drive with impunity because he's rich and he can pay for any oh, fucking fine. So poor people don't behave like assholes and well, shoot sure. guns into the air? How fucking reckless is that? Well, sure they can, but poor, poor people are punished disproportionately for the same crime. Yeah, but I, I really, dude, I'm just against the government treating people like individuals. Like, it's it's not there. <laughs> no, no, it's not there. And I phrased that stupidly, but it's not, it's not in there. Um, it shouldn't be in their scope to judge you based on how much money you make. I really don't think it should i'm with you that people who are making minimum wage shouldn't be punished like that yeah but i i'm very uncomfortable with the idea of the government treating you and finding you based on how much money you make why i don't know i think they should just treat everybody like an individual like they shouldn't start they shouldn't start meddling in your taxes to get um you to just, get how much you owe on a tax return. To get to how just, much you owe on a ticket. You just contradicted yourself. You said earlier you don't want the government to treat people like individuals. And now you just said they, they, that you do. Which no, one is cops. It? Oh, I don't cops. Want cops. I don't want cops to be able to abuse authority. Like, well, I don't want them to have the ability to say, hey, do what I want or I might nail you with this million-dollar ticket. That's well, like that's a disaster waiting to happen to Well, me. sure, but you can appeal that if you need to. Like, if a cop has, has some kind of grudge against you or some vedette and he wants to give you a million-dollar fine, you can appeal that in court. No, it's, even, it's, more, it's more sinister than that. I don't want them to have that ability with people on the side of the road. Like I, I don't want that. I don't want that to be a thing that happens in America. Well, you they base it on what income level that you state, but they can check it. So, so it's kind of like an honor system. Uh, so, if you want to abuse the system, they can abuse. The oh, system. it's an honor system. It's an honor. I'm hundred percent for it. Okay, here I make you go, nothing. Dick. Yeah, except they can check it, and if they do find that you lied, then the fine is, I think, is, is significantly more. So it's like Scrabble. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. So a millionaire Ferrari driver was fined. $290,000 for driving 60 in a 30-mile-per-hour zone by Swiss courts. And the head of Nokia got fined $103,000 for speeding in 2002. This is all from NBC News. Mm-hmm. So these, this system is working, Dick. I remember— Wait, what back do you when say I, working? Yeah. Is, are less people speeding, or did the government just make a bunch of money? What's working? Well, it, it, it gives people a disincentive to Those speed. Those people got people. fucked, right? Yeah, great. Did that mean—did it work? Because people said red light cameras worked because they were writing a bunch of tickets. Well, but it yeah, made things that's more true. dangerous. So, what is it? How does it work? Well, it works by by disincentivizing. It, it works by at least leveling the field with rich people and poor people. You don't have stats for this, though. No, I don't. Yeah, you, okay. Yeah. So you agree with the premise of the initiative? Well, of course. But they tried it in the UK, and the UK they they rejected it. I think they tried it from 1992 to 1993. Uh-huh. And they found that, well, the the problem with the UK, the way they tried to approach it is they didn't look at the means and your ability to repay that that penalty. So if you made, say, a million dollars last year, but you get paid once every five years or so, mm-hmm. that's not a lot of money amortized over five years. So they need to look at the your means and your ability to pay that. Or, for example, if you, if you came into a huge inheritance and you broke the law and you happen to be uh, mentally or physically disabled and then they suddenly slam you with this, like, $500,000 fee – and you're not able to ever repay that, then they need to take that into consideration. But the Finnish and Swedish laws are much more... They, they take into consideration your ability to survive. They're not going to fine you into oblivion. They've, they've given you an, an allowance for, I think, 300 euros per month. They will not fine you more than that, uh, more than your ability to repay or to live and to survive. And if you have mouths to feed, they allow an ex- exception for those as well. 
You know what my problem with this is? It's very simple. I don't think the government should be training us. I don't think they should be setting up these disincentives to speed and stuff like where there where there's a fine. Like what what if this was what if this existed for like smoking weed? So you're walking around with a joint and you're a regular dude, it's a ten dollar fine, but if you're rich, you get like a three hundred thousand dollar fine. I don't think it's the government's job to train you on how to act. It's not training, Dick. It's just fairness. It's right across the board. Yeah, fairness. But I, but I don't think it is fair. Well, you do, Dick, essentially, it's a flat fee for everybody. How is that? That is literally the definition of fair. The same thing for everybody. Everybody gets fined 1% of their income across the board. Bam. So what about what about two millionaires uh, who one's better at hiding his income than the other? Then what? Well, then I guess there is injustice in this world, Dick. It's not perfect. If someone's good at hiding their money, <laughs> sure. But, uh, okay. Yeah, but if you know that they're a millionaire, first of all, uh, this cop, I guess, the, the guy that pulled over the dude who was driving 180,000 miles an hour, yeah. I think he was driving something like a 200,000 or, 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 yeah, I think it was like a $240,000 Mercedes. Uh, and he saw that car and he's like, okay, well, this guy's got money, uh, regardless of his income. He can at least give him a fine that is worth a percentage of the car that he's driving. So if a millionaire gets pulled over, at the very least, they can evaluate the, the worth of his car and say, okay, well, you're definitely paying more than the petty fine. Oh, wow. A lot of, lot of smarts yeah. that we're crediting these cops for. So let's say you get pulled over for doing 80. That's yeah. a common occurrence. Do, do you really want to drive around on the freeways, afraid of getting a ticket for going 80 miles an hour because you might get hit with a $6,000 fine? Well, no. Like, there's a middle ground. Well, I know it's easy to say a guy driving a Ferrari deserves to pay a million dollars, but what about the rest of us? You're not going to pay a million dollars, Dick. It's always going to be a percentage A couple of thousand. Income. Well, sure, but it's it's up to a certain amount. So, for example, the Swedish courts have even decided that if the crime does not fit this kind of uh, punishment, for example, if you go 20 above then uh, this is the controversial part of this law. If you go 20 above, The application. Right? Well, well, no, no, but this is specifically what I'm getting to. If you go 20 above, they're not going to level this kind of fee because they say, okay, well, that's a common thing. A lot of people go 20 above. But if you go beyond that, like say 30 above or 40 above, that's when they start leveling this fee. So up until a certain amount, they give you the standard fee, but but then the controversy is that if you go one mile above that, so if you go 21 miles per hour, you're you're susceptible to this fee. And it's up to the cop. If you're going to be a dickhead about it, then, yeah, maybe the cop is going to give you that fine, and you can contest it in court and try to make your case. Well, that might start at 20 miles an hour over, but in a couple years it'll be at zero miles an hour over. Like, why would they stop? But, Dick, it's been like this for years, and they haven't raised the Yeah, but it ain't minimum. America. That's what, that's what America's great at, man, being <laughs> corrupt as shit. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. I don't know, Dick. They got it working. It's really low crime. When I went to Sweden last year, it was one of the safest places I've ever been to. I was walking down the street one one day, and I noticed my shoelace was untied, so I bent over to tie it, and I was in front of this coffee shop with this giant window in the front, and this lady kept, by the way, hot as shit. Everyone in Sweden is hot as shit, and it pisses me off. Anyway, this lady was hot as shit. She kept turning around looking at me. I'm like, hey, baby, you like me tying my shoes? Yeah. Mm. You like what you see? Yeah. yeah I know I can, those lines. Yeah, I can tie your shoes. <laughs> So, hubba, hubba. yeah. So she kept staring at me, and I'm like, What is this chick staring at me for? And then I look up and I notice that I'm standing right in front of her baby carriage with her baby <laughs> in it. 
that she left outside while she's getting a coffee. That's what kind of society Sweden is. It's, it's Stockholm, rather. Yeah. Because it's so safe. I saw very little graffiti anywhere. Most people were taken care of. Of course, the disparity between the rich and poor is pretty big, and there's a lot of weird things in the society. But it's a really safe society. It's really, really safe. Yeah, I they're g- all the same people. It's not like no, here. they're not. They get black. Well, no, they don't. They don't. I didn't see any black. I saw two black people while I was there, and one of them was Obama on TV. Uh, they've been there for tens of thousands of years. Or they've been there for thousands. Like, they're all, we, we all just got here. Yeah. You know, there's well. a shitload of different people here. It's different. I it's think, different, I think, than those uh, Nordic countries. I think the Nordic countries were established the second we discovered meat, baby. <laughs> all right. Meat you got anything steaks. else? You got anything else on your radical, aggressive, uh, oh, communist yeah. ticketing policies? Yeah, just charge everyone a fair rate, the same rate across the board. So you're not in... But why do you want to stop speeding in the first place? It's I not thought just you love speeding. speeding on the I, first... I do. I, I fucking love speeding, Dick. It's my favorite thing to what do, do you in the world. What do you want to stop then? I do, just all crimes across the board. Charge everyone the same rate, the same percentage of their income, so that all people. So suddenly you're not char- so poor people. Like for example, in Los Angeles and New York and and Chicago, big cities, they're charged these parking fines that cost sixty, seventy, eighty dollars a day. Right? I talked to this barista one time who was crying while she was making my coffee. I'm like, please don't put tears in my coffee. Mm -hmm. She was crying because she got a $73 ticket. She said, well, today I worked for free because she got a parking ticket. She's not making much money. She's making minimum wage. So to her, $73 means a lot more than some fucking dickhead who, by the way, was uh, there's a, at my old apartment there was this guy who drove his Ferrari he owned a business around the corner and he right. parked it at the meter every day and just had his assistant pay for the tickets he didn't wow. give a shit <laughs> yeah oh wow what a cool guy meanwhile yeah, this, this is a cool guy yeah <laughs> meanwhile this barista is just crying tears into my coffee and I have to drink salty fucking coffee because this dickhead Ferrari driver doesn't have to pay the same fee across the board that's not fair why dick. stop there Maddox why don't we do the same thing with healthcare. What do you huh? mean? Make rich people pay, uh, you know, $200,000 a year to get basic health care. Why not, why not just throw monopoly pricing onto everything? Because there is not an incentive for rich people to break the law or disincentive. They can break laws with impunity right now as it is. But with, with health care, they're, they're paying for a service. It's not like you use more if you're richer. But yeah. a, as a rich person, you have no reason to follow laws because you just pay it off. You can do whatever you want. Like that, that kid who, who had affluenza. You remember that kid who, who hit someone with yeah, drunk driving? Yeah, I, rem- I remember these like couple cases of rich people. But I'm, not, I'm talking about the rest of us. Who, I, look, I don't want the rest of us to just be af- deathly afraid of getting speeding tickets, for fuck's sake. I don't want that barista to be afraid of it, but... I don't want the I don't want everyone to be afraid of getting tickets. Well, it's not. If you're not driving egregiously over the speed limit, look, up to 20 miles an hour, I'll get a ticket for uh, if we're going 80 on uh, over 60. For sure, that's not a what big about deal. About 81. Well, then you, then you go. You know what? You can address that. prison then. Make, <laughs> you can make it a scale dick. It doesn't have to be black and white. It could be one mile above, you pay an extra 1%. Two miles above, you pay an extra 2% and so oh, on. Man. And it just it just steeps up to a certain percentage. It doesn't have, there's solutions to these things with math, dick. I don't know what the difference is between tickets and electricity then. The government's giving you tickets. They're giving you electricity. Why don't they just start monopolizing everything? You are a shithead. You hey. are a jackass. Is that it? <laughs> no. You dumb shit. Is that it with your problem, I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. What are, your, what are your problems for this episode? Mine are... No, no, solutions, Dick. We're, oh, yeah. we're doing the sorry, solutions. Sorry, sorry, What are your solutions? My solutions are ask for a raise, which is going to win. Sh- and I'm calling my shots now because I've been winning so much. Ask for a raise and beer. The shittiest phrasing. I, I hate that phrasing for it, ask for a raise. 
asking for a raise is the solution. Ask for a raise is not. It's just a, you're just saying things. Anyway, my solution is Malala Yousafzai, hero, badass. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great, dick. <laughs> and income-based fines, which makes sense. Anyway, guys, tell tell your friends with cochlear implants about the show. Don't forget to vote for the biggest solution on our website. Dasvidaniya, comrade. Thanks for And who are you, gay? <laughs> <laughs> Inappropriate. <laughs>